What steps can you look at after not being accepted to medical school? What does practicing for med school interviews look like? Hear from first-year med student Caroline, who talks about her decision to apply early decision, her concerns of couple matching into residency programs, and where her favorite fishing spot is, all here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Welcome to another edition of Talking You and Med Student Life. I have a fantastic guest today, Caroline. How are you? Doing awesome. Can you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening? Yeah, so my name's Caroline. I'm a first-year medical student at the U. Super excited and honored to be on your podcast today. Sweet. So first year and almost second year, would you say? Does, can you feel it? It's kind of crazy, kind of scary. <laughs> like, I can't believe we're almost done. Time goes by fast. Time goes by fast. All right. Speaking of time, let's just jump into the Dr. Chan time machine and let's go back in time. Caroline, when did you first think about becoming a doctor? When did, was it an event? Was it a series of events? Help us understand how you came to this decision. Yeah, so I actually wanted to be a math teacher for like the longest time. I loved math, did it, did a bunch of like math competitions, like really nerdy throughout middle school. And then, um, but then in high school, I started taking this biology class and I was like, whoa, biology is much cooler than math. So that's kind of where it started, but um, definitely throughout like undergrad, it became more solidified as I did like some of the activities most importantly through like the Hope Clinic when I started volunteering there I saw a lot of like underserved patients and that really solidified like why I want to go into medicine and you grew up in Utah correct uh-huh. and then where'd you go for undergrad I went to the U okay so what kind of activities I think you mentioned the Hope Clinic but like like you can talk more about that or what other kind of activities were you doing in undergrad that, that was helping you get ready to apply to vet school? Let's see. So I was part of the access program at the U where they put um, first year students into research labs. So I got involved with research early on, um, did that research all the way through undergrad and then continued doing it after undergrad full time. So that was really cool. It was like, um, bone infection related and so it was really cool medically related also TA'd for chemistry for a while and I loved helping people through chemistry and stuff so that was fun and then let's see what else did I do (laughs) there's a bunch well and you engaged in some team sports correct yeah I was also part of the tennis club at the U so I helped I was the president for one year and like the vice president for another. So, Awesome. Okay. So you're doing these activities. You're, you're feeling the, you know, you're just feeling like you want to go to medical school. You want to be a doctor. What was your strategy when you started applying to med schools? How'd you kind of think about this? How'd you lay it out? Um, I really wanted to stay in Utah just because like, I didn't really have any family elsewhere, especially since my pa- parents are in- immigrants. Um, I wanted to stay in Utah 
So I kind of, my strategy was looking at the U's medical school's requirements and basing like my activities around that, but also around like what I really enjoyed doing. So that was super helpful. So did you put all your eggs into one basket? I did put my eggs into one basket. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So yeah, like if you want, if you're comfortable in sharing with people, like what was your experience the, when you applied to medical school the first time? Yeah. So the first time I applied to medical school, um, actually was dating my future husband at that time. And he was in medical, like he got, was already accepted into medical school at the U. So our, our strategy was to stay in Utah together. Um, Yeah, <laughs> that's how we kind of like put our eggs into one basket. All right, so he is ahead of you, correct? Uh-huh. All right, so you applied the first year, and, and it sounds like it was not successful, correct? No, it wasn't successful. I actually tried to do early decision the first time, um, just because I really wanted to put the eggs in that basket, so, but... It ended up being like, I was super nervous and I felt like a lot of pressure, like trying to get into one medical school. So that altogether made a very hard interview day. <laughs> and I, and Caroline, I, 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 I want to thank you for your bravery in sharing that. Cause I know interview days can be really difficult and hard and, and it sounds like after you found out you didn't get in, um, what did you, like, like what, how did you approach that mentally? Did you, like, did, it, did you double down? Did you need to take a break and just kind of think about things? Did you, you know, because you hit the proverbial wall, right? So did you start to question or like, so just help, help, help me help the listeners understand what you did after you didn't get in the first time? Right. So um, early decision, they like let people know pretty early if you got accepted or not. And um, I was put on a wait list, but at that time I was like already kind of dubious about uh, my interview day and how well it went. So I actually started like shadowing a bunch more because I knew that was one part of my application that was not as strong. And then I started like getting more patient care hours. Like I kind of had like a little, oh no, I need to do more. And then March comes around and I actually get the definitive email that I didn't get in. And that, that was rough. I definitely had a moment where I was like, oh, can I even do this? Can I even go to medical school? Like, do I even have the chops for this? So there was definitely a freak out moment. But after a little time, it definitely got better. Talking to people about it helped. And yeah, it was, it was hard. So it sounds, and then like, did you start doing new activities or different activities or did you just kind of focus on your interview day performance? Like what, how, how did you regroup, I guess? What was your strategy going into the second time you applied? Yeah, so I actually got feedback about my first application cycle and part of it was like my interview day wasn't as strong and then like part of my activities as well, but I already had worked on those. So I tried to do more practice interview questions, 
try to relax more and be myself for the, the next interview. So my main focus was the interview. So what is, what is practicing for the interview look like? Like, did, were, were you talking to like other people or did you try to gr- join groups or did you, were you looking up questions online? Like, what did that look like? How did you prepare for the interview? Yeah. So, um, I actually looked some questions up and then Dakota, my husband, who's a medical student as well. Um, he also wrote some questions as well and we would put them outside the door and I would read them real quick. I'd walk in and practice with him. I'd also like try to um, take those questions and um, write them down on like a Word document and kind of reflect on what kind of answers I can come up with. Excellent. And did, obviously, like when you interviewed the next time, how did that go? Do you feel it helped? I felt like it helped tremendously. I. I definitely the first time I didn't come in like super prepared. Um, I was really, really nervous. And the second time was kind of like, okay, I'm still nervous, but like, I got this, I can do this. I can have fun with this. (laughs) So you felt better after, you know, you, you felt you were more yourself, like you said. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, you interviewed a second time and did you apply to more schools or did you keep on putting all the eggs in one basket? I don't, I've never asked this question to you before. So I'm curious what your response is. Yeah. So, um, I did apply to more schools like in the surrounding area, but I was still like really, really gutting for the university of Utah. So I would say I tried, but I would still say the eggs were in one basket. (laughs) Did you end up, interviewing at the other schools or did like how, how did yeah I mean what well, I'm curious like how did you kind of map this out yeah so um actually so I submitted the app the primary application but then when it came down to the secondary application I kind of had like a more like would I be happy going to like a school and being away from Dakota and it came down to no so then I didn't submit those secondary applications I see I see <laughs> Um, and when did you find out you got in to walk me through that moment? And I, I do remember calling you what helped me understand what, what was going on then. Yeah. So let's see, it was in December. Uh, it was like a month after I interviewed and I was at the hope clinic volunteering actually. And I got a missed call and I was like, this number looks important. I need to call them back. <laughs> So I called you back and it happened to be awesome. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great, Caroline. Um, yeah. So it sounds like I just kind of like, sounds like the Hope Clinic is pretty important because like you're at the Hope Clinic now and you volunteered mm-hmm. there before med school. Now you're kind of there in med school. Like, do you see yourself working at the Hope Clinic one day? Because this seems to be like a recurring theme. Yeah, I definitely see myself being here someday like I actually went to Vietnam like before I started volunteering at the Hope Clinic and actually saw like my aunt go through a lot of like hard health problems just because she wasn't like in Vietnam it's very hard to get any health care at all you have to actually bribe 
people to be able to be seen by a doctor. So that's kind of what initiated my like interest in volunteering at the Hope Clinic. And then since, since then, I've been at the Hope Clinic for almost four years, helping like the underserved, uninsured population. And it's been amazing. These people have the hardest time accessing healthcare, and they really, really need it. And it's been amazing. So I really hope to give back someday. That's beautiful. Um, and it kind of leads me to my next question. Like, so you, got, you found out you got in in December, correct? Mm-hmm. And then the world starts to change in March of last year. <laughs> how, how did that, like, what was going through your mind? And like, when did you start realizing like, oh, medical school is going to be through Zoom <laughs> for, for the first part of it? Like, what, what was going on? How are you thinking about this back in March, April of 2020? Yeah, um, I was very optimistic at first. Cause like everyone was saying it was Corona was just going to be like another flu. Like this is nothing. We got this. And it made me optimistic. Like I thought we were going to have second look day for sure. And then that time came around and second look day was canceled. And that's kind of when it was like, Oh, I think we're actually going to do like school and everything online. This is crazy. Uh and then how is, yeah, but like, how is that now for you, Caroline? How is medical school? Because I know there's some small group in-person teaching. How is mm-hmm. medical school, how is it like to receive a lot of your didactics, a lot of um, other groups through Zoom? What's that like? It's pretty hard. Like, honestly, sometimes you feel kind of isolated because you're at home talking to a computer or studying on your own a lot of the days. Um but yeah, it's, it's hard. You, you're sitting on your butt for a lot of the day, <laughs> but the Wednesday um, days at school are super nice when we get to meet in our small groups and like see people and interact with them. So that's been awesome. Have you been able to get to know your classmates or is it, is it kind of, is it been more confined just to your small groups? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would say it's mostly confined to my small groups, just because, like, I get to interact with them the most every Wednesday, and, like, we have, like, really good, like, we have such a great time together that um, I already feel like I found my people in medical school, so um, I'm really grateful for those small groups. What other, besides the Hope Clinic, what other activities have you been able to do during, during your first year? Um, like I just been getting involved with like the interest groups and then doing some shadowing here and there, but it's definitely different because of COVID. Like we can't do in-person things. We mostly have, um, Zoom, like online lunches to talk about different specialties versus like going in person to have lunch with the doctor who's talking about their specialty. So it's definitely different. <laughs> it is different. I can tell you from like uh, a faculty perspective, a dean's office perspective, I think everyone is just doing the very best they can with yeah. really difficult circumstances. But I think there's also recognition from a educational as well as administrative standpoint that, yeah, it's less than ideal. This is not how we want it to be. But mm-hmm. 
there is um, there is definitely like a resiliency with your class, and it seems like to be going really well, all things considered. Yeah, I would say it's going really well in general. Like, I love the way things have been handled. I'm so happy that my class got vaccinated and um, that we get to see each other at least once a week and like get to do like physical exams on each other. Like, what's a better way to like bond than do physical exams, right? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> true, very true. Um, all right, let's let's pivot. All right, you ready to pivot? Oh yeah. Let's talk about having a partner in medical school with you. Um, good, great, not so good at times. How would you describe this? It's crazy and it's awesome. Like there, there are some days like right now, Dakota is in his third year of medical school. So he's doing his rotations and um, definitely since we're both in school now, things have changed when it was just him in school um he could like study at home or do whatever so we'd see each other more even when I was working um but now because of rotations it's like he's not really home as much um so we kind of have to like balance more but the nice side like the nice thing about both of us being in medical school is that we get to like share stories and it's really fun that way like to share what we both really love so since he's a few, since he's a couple years ahead of you, when you talk mm-hmm. about your experiences during first year, does that resonate with him, or do you? Since it's, since it's a lot of it's through Zoom this year, and the circumstances are so, so unique, do you feel that mm-hmm. Dakota can't, you, you can't relate to his first year experience as much? Like, how how is that discussion? I think in some ways, like sometimes we can't really relate as much because he got to be with his classmates and um there's like the differences of like like I think he knows like his whole class much more than I do versus um but then like the the schoolwork is um very similar still so in that way we relate a lot and can like share those things together so still very similar but in some ways there's some differences okay that's awesome. And again, I'm not going to hold you to this, Caroline, but I'm just curious, like, uh-huh. you know, what does the future hold for you? What kind of doc, if you had to pick today, like, do you know what kind of doctor you want to be or, or is it all options are still on the table? Kind of all options are on the table. Like I, I can see some things that I'm like, okay, I don't think I could do that. I don't have the capabilities to like sit in a lab all day doing like pathology or sit in a dark room and read radiology. So like some things I've eliminated. Um, Right now, I think I most like internal medicine, but we'll see how it goes. I feel like when you learn new things in medical school, you're like, oh, I could be this instead, or I could do this. So we'll see. And since um, your partner is ahead of you in school, if he matches elsewhere, whenever, whatever field he chooses, do you feel like in a way life is going to repeat itself? Or do you, are you going to put, are you going to feel pressure to match in the same area that he's in? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I would feel the pressure to match where he is just because um, we do kind of like help each other 
like do better sort of thing. Um, like I helped Dakota with um, like house things. So then he's like, okay to like go do, like be the best he can on his rotations and whatnot. And then the other way around, he helps too whenever he has like a lighter rotation when I have like exams and stuff. So we kind of, we just like do things so well together that it's like hard to imagine what life would be apart. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. And do you still have time for wellness, relaxation, time away, hobbies? What, What do you do, Caroline, to kind of get away from the grind of med school? What kind of hobbies or um, activities do you do? Yeah, so I still like to do like outdoorsy sort of things, Um, especially with Dakota. We like to go up to like his family's cabin and go horseback riding and fishing and hiking. So that's a lot of fun. And then on my own, I like to do like a lot of art, um, painting, some like needlework, it's kind of a range. I just do whatever I feel like at the moment. <laughs> Great. Are you, who's a better, are, are you good at catching fish? Is that a? Well, we found like the perfect fishing hole where you can literally cast and pull out a fish in two seconds. So <laughs> I would say the fish come to me versus me being a good fisher. <laughs> is, this, is this a secret place? Can you share it with people or is this kind of, uh, your own you don't feel comfortable sharing totally it's it's actually kind of like an isolated place because it's by our cabin so it's up in um, Idaho so I don't know how many people go up to Idaho to do these sort of things but it's what is it called it's up by I'm trying to think the name right now hmm, maybe I can't think of it right now well we'll call it Caroline's secret fishing place so. Yes, it's, it's my secret fishing. It's where I pull out all the fish. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right. So, our last couple of questions, Caroline, and this has been great. Um, what would you say to listeners who are thinking about going to medical school, maybe have already applied and get in the first year? What advice would you share with them? How would you mentor them? What would you say to them? Yeah, so. Um... I would tell them to not be like if medicine is something they truly are passionate about, like things will work out. Don't feel like you're not good enough just because like you don't get in the first time. Um, You can definitely do it. Maybe it just takes some like improving in one area or something, but it doesn't say anything about you as a person. So um, you just have to keep going at it if it's something you really love and it's definitely worth it at the other end. So I'm loving school right now and it's been amazing. So. Awesome. Well, Caroline, we're so thankful for you to come on the pod and we'll maybe, maybe in a year or two, we'll, we'll have you come back and maybe bring Dakota. Cause I'm just curious, like, cause life will start to happen. Med school will, will, you'll both progress through the curriculum. So I, I think there are, there are, things that will start to happen. So I I would love to have you or both of you come back on. Yeah, we would love that. Definitely. Cool. Well, Caroline, uh, have a great day in the Hope Clinic. And I'm just really proud that, you know, you're serving underserved. You're giving back of your time, even during uh, busy med school. So that's, that's phenomenal. That's great. Oh, thanks. All right. It's fun here. Also, Dakota said to tell you hi. (laughs) 
<laughs> say hi to him. Oh, good I, old I will. He's taking his neurology shop today, so. Okay. Well, I hope he does well. Um, and I know he does well. He's good. So, all right. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Caroline. I'll talk to you later. No, no problem. Have a good day.